Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast for spiritual seekers and lurkers, the respectfully curious and the pursuers of their passion, hosted by Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. And today's episode is special because it's just Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan, and I'm actually going to help to uh, interview Melanie Dawn. So we get to learn all about you today, Mel. I'm so excited. Me too. So we had some really, really awesome feedback. A friend of mine reached out to me and she said, I've been listening to your podcast and I'm really resonating with a lot of what you guys are saying. And she, she gave me lots of positive feedback, just saying that she was, she'd usually be nodding along to stuff that we're saying. And she said she liked that sometimes she aligned with Melanie's opinion, sometimes Jen, sometimes mine. And it was kind of this um, cool dynamic. And so that I was really grateful for. But then she also pointed out to me, she's like, but you guys haven't talked about yourselves. We don't know what you do. So when you talk about having clients or you talk about, you know, certain experiences, they feel like they're missing a part because we don't know what it, what it is that you're, you're doing. And I was like, I, that never occurred to me then like, I don't know how we've gotten this far and actually not kind of broken down what we do. So we've chosen to interview each other. And so we're going to basically, um, each of us is going to interview the other and hopefully that will kind of cover the bases and we'll be able to learn about what each of us does without the awkward. Hi, I'm Tanya and I'm Carol <laughs> and I have done it for a little while. And Anyways, so hopefully this is like a more fun way to um, learn more about Miss Melanie Dawn. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so I uh, met Melanie because we were both yoga teachers at the time. So I'm, I'm going to give my like little backstory on, on you and myself, and then we'll like branch away from there. Um, so yeah, I met you through yoga. So you've been a yoga teacher for how long? When did you start teaching yoga? 2016. 2016. So not that long. No, I guess. Hey, that's four yeah. years. Holy smokes. Like lots of this happened since then. And I then know. I somehow learned, and I don't even remember how that was, that you did like Reiki slash these intuitive readings that are kind of um, like, I wouldn't call it straight Reiki just because I find what you do to be a little bit different and we can get into that. And then now this has even grown even more recently because now you're doing kind of more like workshops and coaching and mentorship type work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's evolved for sure. So, okay. So let's start with, um, okay. So we did the yoga teacher thing. Do you want to start with um, how you got into the, like, okay. So actually, yeah, let's go into the Reiki part and then how that developed into what you do, which is sort of a, sort of a branch off of that. Yeah. So um, I've been a certified Reiki teacher, I believe since 2012. I think I started looking at it in 2011 and then 2012, I pursued the, I pursued my master's. That's the only time in my life I can say that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just, uh, I recommend that to everyone who's seeking some kind of energy work. Reiki is the most beautiful uh, modality to try for your first experience with it. It kind of encompasses um, just the overall energy. It's, um, not discriminatory. So there are certain modalities that if you do take on that lineage, you can only practice that certain modality. So it's non-exclusive, which leaves it open to do things like I do and still call it Reiki. Um, how did I, so 
open a personal practice in 2011 or 2012. I'm a little hazy on the timeline there, but it's one of those years. And I kind of dabbled in it a little bit here and there, but it was never like it has been in the last three years. So um, it's been a big focus for me over the last three years and specifically the last two years have been, I'm a businesswoman now. That's good. That's awesome. I was just about to Did ask, I what do you think? Question. Well, yeah. And well, I was going to say, what do you think changed for you in the last three years? So you said that it was so significantly different. So what, mm. what do you think that that shift was? Myself. Um, I changed who I was. I changed how I looked at myself. I changed how I looked at spirituality, how I looked at energy work. Um, prior, I, I don't think I was ever in the closet about doing energy work since um, my separation and my marriage, but I don't think I ever like hung from the treetops and told everyone either. I still had this you, you're still being parented by parents who are from the generation that this isn't a safe career choice. So it wasn't something that I fully accepted as being part of my life until, until I did. And then once I did, it really did become a career. It really did become a money generating business instead of like a side hustle that you looked at now and then it was my, it was my perception that shifted. So can I ask you what, uh, like, I'd love for you to articulate what you feel like how you would describe your style of Reiki. Cause I said it as soon as mm -hmm. I experienced it, like I've been to a handful of Reiki. I'm not an expert by any means, but I've been to a handful of, of, of you know, Reiki sessions and pretty underwhelming for me. Like it was just kind of like, okay. Um, and then I went and saw you and that was um, like, was quite impactful for me. And so what would you say, like if you could describe um, or help me describe how, your Reiki is a different way because I went to you and I said, if I were ever to le learn Reiki, I would learn your way of doing it. I don't like any of the other Reiki. I like your, <laughs> your approach. Non-discriminatory, of course. But no, of course. <laughs> Hilarious. Full, full on judgmental me. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, how would I describe it? Ooh, um, I do still balance the chakras. Uh, I still work within the chakra centers. Traditional Reiki is actually like, I don't know, I'm judgy too. It's super boring. It's traditional <laughs> hand placements. It's non-intuitive. Um, in in the style that I teach, I um, I shouldn't probably say this out loud, but I don't teach the traditional hand placements in my trainings. I give them a, a, a sheet <laughs> with them on it because I feel like it's pretty you know, it's pretty obvious what you're supposed to do. Put your hands here, hold for two, three minutes each place. What I teach is how do you move to where your body is being guided? And so when we um, open that channel as a practitioner, we are getting downloads. If you believe in this sort of thing, I'm always getting a download that tells me, oh, this chakra needs to be paired with this chakra or this chakra has um, a deficiency. I feel it in heat and you, what was it, Tanya, that you guys felt it in? Was it like a density or a vibration? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like, it's either a vibration kind of like similar to a mild electrocution sort of feeling mm -hmm. um, or a magnet. Like when you put the opposite ends of a yes. magnet together, or not opposite ends, the same ends, and then they kind of like resist each other. There's kind yeah. of like that field. So you either feel pulled or pushed. 
uh yeah or um a barrier is even a better mm. way like an invisible barrier I forgot to write it down after you guys left and I was like dang it just left my head how you guys are <laughs> feeling it but I feel it in a way of like hot or cold and so the way I use the chakra centers and I'll tell like I tell all my clients I'm an educating Reiki practitioner I love to teach people about their body so in each of the chakra centers, there is a, a different personality. Each chakra has a different personality. And from that, I get a lot of information. And I just had a client yesterday and she was like, I knew everything that you told me, but I didn't know. So there were these things that kept happening and I'm able to tie it in to say like, hey, this is why these things keep happening. Close that door. And you can see that there's still like a little payoff to keep going through that door that prevents you from fully opening the door you want to go through. So I think that um, the body and our spirit wants to be where it, it wants to follow its purpose. But when the mind gets involved, we tend to get addicted to certain behaviors and, and um, traits in ourselves. And the, this work can highlight that. How am I blocking myself? Where am I, where am I showing up fully and where am I standing in my own way? That's pretty much like how my sessions have evolved over these years is there. Um, I used to call it the crying table and now I call it the purpose table. Oh, that's, we still that's, do a that's lot that's of crying. Nice evolution. <laughs> yeah. We still do a lot of crying on the crying table, but it seems to be more um, people are seeking their purpose. They want to have a purpose. It's no longer okay to just be stagnant mm -hmm. to just be doing the nine to five with um, over schedules and parenting how your parents parented. It's not okay with us. There's a, um, there's a rise in energy that's happening. I think for me too, one of the things like just as someone who's experienced your sessions, the difference was, was having a dialogue and a, and a, and a conversation. And so for me, when you come in, it's not just um, kind of physical, uh, like a physical healing, because I, I do note the physical sensation and the movement and things that are shifting. Um, but the, the complement of having that conversation associated with that physical injury or uncomfort or whatever it might be, um, it's kind of, to me, this dual, it's like hitting healing on both two sides sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mind needs to be involved. Like from my perspective and, and, and the work I'm doing, uh, I can only speak to like what my purpose is. And for my purpose and the people that I'm vibrating um, and attracting energetically, the mind has to be involved. We are seekers that need to know why we're doing what we're doing. And I think to be able to pro provide that for them is huge. Like um, I saw Shelly and she did that for me. I hadn't had another person do that for me. And so that was like, I got to experience it. It was cool. I think there, there, it should be more people practicing the way that, that you yeah. practice. And I, I'm sure there are some people out there. Again, I, my limited experience shouldn't really be the be all end all of it, but it's, it's just so cool. And I'm, I'm so grateful for some of the exchanges that I've had on your purpose table. <laughs> I love that name. Um, so I have a, a, some stuff I'm asked because I do talk about you a lot because <laughs> big fan. 
And <laughs> I was wondering, um, do you do distance? Like, do you, will you do treatments um, like over Zoom or FaceTime or I don't know how you would do that, but do you basically do you take clients that would be in another province or another part of the world? I do. If I'm honest about who I am, I love being in person with people, but I do see people, sorry, I do see people online. It's not like, I guess for me, I love to be able to touch the body and mm -hmm. to feel the physical release because I've showed you guys in trainings in, in the stomach area, if you're holding on and there's like an emotional blockage there, the stomach area is hard as rocks. And you can literally feel it soften in the session. And I love that feedback. I love that reinforcement. So I'm still seeking outside external validation. But um, online, it's a little less like that. It's more like me and you talking and I'm reading the energy behind the words that they're saying and I'm, I'm mirroring back to them what they're, what they're saying. It's still impactful. I have a few that I work with regularly. Um, I wanted to touch on too that you like that I talk a lot in the sessions. I offered, I put up a silent session about maybe three weeks ago. I've had no one book it. <laughs> <laughs> See, Zero. we know what we're there for. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, this is a need that probably needs to be filled. You know, people who are going through some real intense trauma, they probably just want quiet. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, they don't. Not a one. And I would still offer insight at the beginning and at the end, but it's a channel and I'm not, um, my mind is not storing the, what I'm feeling. So I don't know what that would look like at the end, but I always get like really profound downloads just before we close the door. So I trust that they'll get what they need, but it won't be as much because I definitely won't remember. Right. Yeah. And, okay. So you do trainings for this, obviously, because I am one of your pupils. Um, are you, you're going to continue forward with doing trainings? Yes. I love it. Like I didn't think that I would love it, but I truly do love it. The, the stuff that comes out of it, what you guys end up teaching me at the end of the day, it's so rewarding. It truly is. That's you so guys taught me so much in that level too. You just did a one, I think you did, because I, I sold a candle to this one girl who was like, oh, I'm going to Black Diamond for a Reiki training. I was like, I bet I know where you're going. Oh, no way. <laughs> I don't know That's if that awesome. was yours or if maybe there's just multiple Reiki trainings in Black Diamond. But I think I think I'm the only one running right now. Okay, well, um, I wanted to make sure that they're still going and we'll um, let's just plug, if you don't mind, we'll plug your website right now. Cause if someone is looking for a Reiki training, I can't recommend Melanie's highly enough. Um, what is your website? Uh, it is www.melaniedonyoga.com. And then there you see my history of trans, <laughs> um, transcending yoga, but, uh, under the tab work with me, you can find my trainings. I just have January's up right now and I believe they're 50% full. Okay. I only take four at a time and I'm not going to change that. No matter what happens with the world, it's a perfect number. I, I'm not shifting from that. Cool. Yeah. And then you're doing um, the master, what is it? The ma master? Reiki yeah. Reiki uh, well, masters is like, you know, uh, the Western word that's attached to it. Cause of course we have to master it. But um, 
traditional uh, verbiage around that would be teacher, but I just call it master teacher, but I'm going to create a program. I'm in creation of a program to bring more of those master teachers into the world in the new year. And you actually helped me. Um, I wanted to do it in a one-on-one -on -one format just because that's the way I was taught. And then Tanya took the level two, Tanya took the level two twice because she's awesome. <laughs> and she took it with just me. It was me and her. And then she came back and assisted me on level two with um, three other ladies. And you had, um, it, it worked better for you, right? I, well, I like the group setting. I find that yeah. I just get a lot of, like out of sharing people's collective experience and, and, and having different bodies present just so, you know, cause there is a different, there's a difference. Right. And I think sometimes, and for me, I'm always searching for validation of sorts too. So when I go and work with one body, that's only one body. If I go work with three more, then I can, I can kind of validate certain experiences of my own. Cause I might question, Oh, I touched this. I think I felt this. I'm pretty sure I felt this, but I would need to go maybe feel it a couple more times just to be like, oh, yes, I did feel that. That is a real thing. I'm not making that up. But that's just me always looking yeah. for con concrete I love, too, that, um, the way that you can empower yourself as a student and step up as teacher. So this is how I feel it. And I love that all of you were there to say, I was literally the only one in the room who feels it as hot and cold. Mm -hmm. You all felt it as this different thing. So that blew my mind. I I, yeah, I don't know if I, if I closed the door to knowing that before, but yeah, that was a, that was a really profound realization for me, which probably wouldn't have happened in a one-on-one -on -one setting. Cause that one-on-one -on -one would have been like, I'm doing it wrong. And not right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah, totally. I just think, yeah, I think that there is a lot of power in the collective basically. Mm, same. And I know that from yoga, I don't like, I just, I, I like to do things the way that they've always been done until I learn that there's something different <laughs> and then <laughs> it's time to do something different. But um, yeah, I'm going to shift that into small groups. I don't even think I'm going to give the one-on-one -on -one option anymore because I, I do see the power of the group. Cause if you are in resistance to showing up in a group, you're in resistance to yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, cause I think that that was probably me. That's why I chose the one-on-one -on -one path is I didn't feel confident enough to share and it would have pushed me out of the nest a lot quicker. Totally. So speaking of the power of the collective, you're also now moving into some like mentorship slash coaching stuff. I'm going to let you put the words on it just so I don't muddle it up. But um, this would be more, this is, is this one-on-one -on -one or is this more group work? no. One-on-one -on -one right now, um, coaching is new to me. So this evolved out of the intuitive readings. And I saw them going into more of like, every time a blockage would come, I would ask the uh, all that is, the universe, the collective, um, I would ask for a solution. Because I know people are looking for a solution. What can they do to bring them closer to healing this blockage? And as those sessions moved on and on, because I feel like before it was just like, yeah, dude, you're really messed up. Okay, bye. And now, <laughs> and, uh, and now it's like, hey, here's what you can do. And they are like, they're not going to change your life overnight, but they are going to put you on the path to um, figure it out. So that's what, what started happening. And then I was like, yeah, this kind of feels like 
I'm either doing intuitive counseling, which one of my mentorship uh, gals is what she called it. And then I kind of stole it from her. She, she had filled out all this stuff and she's like, I want to do intuitive counseling. And then I was making my webpage and I was like, oh, intuitive counseling. That's a good word. And then I went <laughs> back through her stuff and I was like, I got to apologize to you. <laughs> I totally robbed your work. But it is like intuitive counseling along with coaching. So I created a program. It was originally intended to be for people already in and, and doing energy work because I see so many of them struggle with abundance. How do I make this an actual career? How do I get paid? How do I show up? How do I get people? Um, so I wanted to help people with that because I think I've unlocked the code on that one. And then in coaching as well. Oh yeah. So uh, that's what I wanted. And what I got were people who didn't even know their purpose yet, but it was so glaringly obvious to me. So that's what I'm working with right now is people who are just wanting to get to a business stage and, and figuring out the quickest way to get there. Coaching side of things. Um, I work from a spiritual standpoint, so it is with mindset and limiting beliefs, but it's a lot of spirituality. So it's gentle. That's what I like about it. It's gentle. And just watching people have their aha moments on their own and to be able to sit with them in that space and celebrate it. Yeah. I think that that's, I don't know. I mean, maybe that I like that word intuitive counseling. Cause I feel like that does better encompass what you're doing as far as um, like, there is so much compassion when you're on the purpose table. <laughs> I really yeah. like this name. <laughs> um, but I do, I do just find, uh, like, I know that we laughed about how it's like, Oh, you're really messed up and just kind of leave it at that. But I found so much validation in that, which I guess was healing enough for me at that time was just to not feel like, I think when you're going through something, you have these feelings that especially if it's like really volatile or very noisy, you can get sort of like oh am I going crazy because I feel this I feel that I feel like this is happening I feel like that is happening and so when you step into a room with a new like a neutral third-party person and they're like oh wow this is really intense for you you're like oh okay I'm not I'm not being dramatic or I'm not making it up or I'm I'm not crazy. Um, that is very, very powerful, I think, for for people. Because I think there's like a lot of people that have been raised in situations or brought up in situations where we are kind of constantly invalidating certain feelings or experiences. Like one of the best examples, I think, is, is the kind of concept of quote unquote, listening to your body, right? We go to yoga, our yoga teacher says, listen to your body. Most people, I think, are like, what does that mean? Like, what does that even mean? And it's because we have gotten so far away from um, like being really connected to inner voice. I think this shows up like really heavily in like disordered eating. And um, when people, it's it, like, it's crazy to me when people are like, we're reading a book and this, I don't mean this from a judgmental space. I mean this from like a, wow, we've really lost ourselves space. But when people have to read a book to eat properly. It's like, no, your body knows what it wants, what it needs, but we have to find our way back in to, to be able to do that. Yeah. I, I hear you. No, that, uh, when you were saying that I like, I don't know if I said that as a yoga teacher, cause for me, I didn't understand what my, I had anxiety. I didn't even know I had anxiety until I was like, why do I keep losing my hearing? 
And then I realized that that's anxiety. I even went and got like an asthma test because I, all I could hear was wheezing when my, my hearing would go. So I was like, oh my God, my lungs are dying. But it was just like, it was an, an exaggerated breathing sound. We don't, learning the language of our body becomes unlearned as we start to build our intellectual self. So we rely so much on our intellectual self that we forget how to translate the language of our body. And if you come here, I am so like, I, I'm good at that. I, I understand. I study humans like a psycho. So I understand <laughs> the language of the body. And when you ask someone, just listen to your body and they hear crickets, that can be like a really debilitating experience that you have to learn it. You, you learned it and then you unlearned it and now you have to learn it again. Yeah, totally. It's, to me, it's like what I'm like envisioning as you're saying this is is you're sort of this translator, and 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 almost like yeah, like a like a Spanish teacher or a language teacher. You're just kind of sitting there going, okay, and that's why that woman probably said, I know everything you're saying, but I didn't know. It's because yeah. she did, because her body knows and her, you know, inherent self knows, but her intellect didn't know. So when we can go and tell someone like because you obviously you're speaking to your clients with your voice that means they're intellectually processing your words it's it's to me that's an integration that's saying okay you know we can operate from the intellect but i can communicate to you intellectually to awaken that that uh language with you and your body like that conversation between you and your body that maybe was lost or forgotten or is a little dusty yeah and it's like um, I'm trying to think of a way that I could offer a training to teach how to unlock the language of the body. And I feel like it comes organically in training format. Like when we're in training, I'm like, hey guys, this is this. But I'm struggling to be able to do this um, in like a um, probably a video setting. But there are so many little tips and tricks. So if you learn to unlock the power of symbolism, how it shows up in your mind. So Sometimes I'll see, um, now I'm going to just have a brain fart, but uh, <laughs> of course, but sometimes I'll see a symbol and how that uh, the energy or the feeling or emotion behind that symbol is exactly what the client is experiencing. I'll use that. Um, I'll use the rest, rest, uh, right, rest, right and left side body is as like male, female. I'll use joints as like rigidity, holding on, being locked, stuck, mobile. There's like so many little things that you can pick up on once you start studying the body and how we um, experience energy through it. Totally. So that's another one of my pipe dreams. I, well, I, I think that's not a pipe dream. I think that's, that's <laughs> just, just is unlocking itself because I think that's well on its way. So what are, are the best ways that we can follow you and find out about what you're doing and get more information on you and how, how can we support you? So I would like to know like all of your website handles and this, that, and the other, and how to book. Let's like, how to book is super easy. Uh, <laughs> I'm automated. So you can find it online under work with me again. It'll have bookings there. Um, you're probably not going to choose a silent session. You're probably going to choose a signature session. And then you can follow me. I like to play most on Instagram. I like Facebook, but I feel like the Facebook bosses don't like me. So <laughs> what I put out there goes lost into space. I like hanging out on Instagram the most. And you can find me there at the Melanie Dawn. 
on Facebook. I still do post to Facebook as well. Um, it's Melanie Dawn Yoga and Wellness for now. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone through many identities. And so we should. It's part of the process. Yeah, we talked about that in our Women Who Run With Wolves. It's the, the coats, just like the wolves shed their coats, the women shed theirs as well. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then maybe just give me your website one more time. Yeah, www.melaniedonyoga.com. If you are in the uh, like foothills area of where I am, Southern Alberta, if you type in Melanie Dawn, I think I'm the first hit that comes up. I'm super proud of that. Woohoo! <laughs> Got all the hard to website get algorithms up there. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Melanie. This has been very enlightening. And now we know more about you. And this is great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, thanks for taking the time to be interested in me. I'm always interested in you. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Spiritual Boss. We so appreciate you listening. Please click the subscribe button. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you care to leave us a positive review, uh, that would be awesome. And then more people can find us. We welcome emails, input, comments, um, and any ideas for episodes um, and feedback like yours helps us make better podcasts. So please do send us feedback. Spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram at The Spiritual Boss podcast. Peace in, peace out.